our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. Good Monday morning, everybody. This is Diet here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. I'm going it alone today. And why? Because there's a huge storm where, you know, my 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 producer and the station is, and it kind of wiped out a lot. They got power, but now they've taken them offline again just because of the fact that they had to do a lot of just fixing of stuff. So you've got me. So if I'm like, oh, a little bit, it's because I'm answering comments, doing this. I'm doing everything behind the scenes and in front of it. So it's awesome. Oh, my God. Good morning, Keith and Kevin and Michelle. And good morning, Lisa and Salone. And good morning, Tim. Oh, my God. No, I don't take a deep breath. We already know that. Todd needs to breathe. That's what it is. Todd needs to. So I'm going to, you know what? I got to share this to a few places. So while I'm doing it, normally, normally I'm sharing while the intro is playing. And I wasn't doing that. I was, I was being me and not paying attention. So I'm going to do a little bit of sharing here. And then we're going to talk about our topic today because it's just so much fun. And you know I love to do that. But you know what? I'm hoping in the midst of everything, y'all had a great weekend. So you're going to have to kind of spit out to me if you had a good weekend or not. I know I had an amazing weekend. I, I was at a local store here, and I did some readings, and I did, oh, my God. There it is. I thought Facebook was taken from me again. <laughs> um, I did some wonderful readings, and then, oh, my gosh, I got to teach yesterday. and it was I love to teach, guys. It's such a passion just to watch people just, wow, just it's amazing. So um, I had a phenomenal weekend. Phenomenal, phenomenal weekend. So I hope everybody else did also. Um, do, do, do. I think I've shared enough. Um, good morning, Lee. How is the hand? I'm not wearing my brace anymore, Keith. Um, I'm supposed to wear it once in a while, but I'm really sucking at that. I went to a soft brace, and now it's just kind of like being very careful. So that's what I'm doing. So, um, Lee, it was a terrible week. Oh, I'm sorry, hon. Is it because of the storm or something else? I'm sorry to hear that, though. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So let's, you know what, while I'm waiting for Lee to, to answer back, I want to kind of talk about something today. And as you guys know, I go to Neil Diamond Walsh, and I, I looked at him, and I will tell you what, his message today rang so true. And I'm going to tell you a little story about that. I want to read his message, though, if I can get into my phone. That, that's literally the criteria, getting into my phone which these days has been a little difficult because I can't even figure out where anything is anymore in my phone. It's like, oh, where is where is my emails at? I don't even know where my emails. It's that kind of a morning, guys. I, I rearranged things in my phone, and you know what? I guess I lost my emails. It's never good. It's never good. Oh, that should be fun. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, um, 
let me go to my emails up here on the regular computer because I really want to read this to you because it's just it's insanely awesome. It's insanely awesome what he wrote. And that's if every, everything's just not working out for anybody today. It really isn't. Um, but basically, until this pops up, it's like I'm not supposed to read it or something. Um, but what it, it's about, guys, is basically, is it coming up? It's not coming up. Now I got to find you guys. So basically what it, he said was that everybody has a place in this world and at every given time, you have got a reason to bring something up. Okay, you have you have a purpose. There's a reason for you, you know that type of a situation. There's a reason for the things that you do in life, you know, um, which to me was just like a holy holy cow, like wow, very profound to me. Okay, very 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 profound. And it's only because I think a lot of times stuff happens in my life, and I don't always pay attention, but you know what? This weekend I was. This weekend I was paying attention to that. Finally got into my account. Let's see if I can get. Um, let me see if I can get to what he posted. Oh my gosh, no, not even close. So basically, in the the whole scheme of everything, with you know, everything has a reason. You contribute to everything. You know, in your life, you're you're a contributor. Okay, and that's huge. Because so many people, we look through our life, you know, and we, we're contributors every day. This isn't like once in a while. This isn't, oh, my gosh, when I kind of get my crap together, you know, anything like that. You know, we are contributors all the time within our life, okay? Um, looks good. Oh, my God, my whole computer's just like, I think, gone crazy. I think it's gone crazy. Um, it's telling, it's making me do all these extra steps. And I'm like, why are you making me do all these extra steps? Um, here it is. I finally got to it, guys. Oh, my God. Can you tell I get this OCD thing going? It's like I can't get off of it. So what he wrote today is that you have something important to contribute to the world today. Every day. God sends you one person for whom you will hold a gift in your hand. You will not know what it is until that person greets you. But you will then know it immediately. The only questions remaining will be, will you give your gift right then and there, fully and completely? By the end of the day, you'll know why you received this message. Now, to me, guys, that is just, good morning, Stephanie. Oh, Lee, thank you, my brother-in-law. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, sweetie. That is so horrible for your family. Um, I'm sending prayers, darling. Okay. So. When you contribute, when you're a gift, I want to kind of, you know, I think all of us kind of go on this whole thing. We're always waiting. We're always waiting for that special thing that we get to do or that that purpose or that reason for whatever. And um, I'll tell you what, I had a really good example of this. And it's a huge example and something that I'm still regretting. Huge. You know, it's no secret that I always say spirit dresses me on days that I have to do things. You know, if I have to teach or I'm in an event or I'm away, whatever. If I got to do stuff in life, you know, and it has anything to do with spirit, I ask spirit to dress me. And what I mean by that, I mean, they don't show up, come in and put my clothes on me, but I ask them to tell me um, what I should wear. You know, what is appropriate for the situation? And they put this outfit on me, which I love. I love the outfit, but the sweater's like, three sizes too big because I literally bought it before to have you know before I had surgery and I wore the sweater to go to the hospital for surgery 
And I've really only worn this sweater maybe once or twice since because the sweater's too big. I really should donate the sweater. But I haven't. And they told me to wear this outfit with this sweater. And I'm like, okay, it's just a pullover sweater, guys. So it's not like I have to take the thing off anything hard. And I went, you know what? Good morning, Miss Courtney. I went, you know, I want to wear this Sunday. And they went, you're going to wear it Saturday. And I went, no, this is really laid back. I'd rather wear it Sunday while I'm teaching versus because when I do readings, I like to, I like to look a little nicer. And they argued with me. And I have learned really pr pretty much not to argue with my guides. Okay. Because I just, I don't win anyway. You know, I don't win. So I might as well listen to them. So I went, <sighs> Fine. There's a reason why you want me in this outfit. There's a reason why you want the sweater on me the whole 10 yards. And when I first got there yesterday, somebody looks at him and goes, oh, my God, you look so good, blah, blah, blah. I was like, thank you, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Just very, very appreciative of it. But literally somebody throughout the day said something about the sweater. And I said, I explained to him, that, you know, how I dress, you know, spirit dresses me. And I said, I know somebody throughout this day, for whatever reason, wants a sweater or it's really going to affect somebody's life. And I'm not kidding you, but like three or four people later, this lady walks in and goes, oh, my God, I love your sweater. I said, well, thank you. And she goes, when we're done doing the rating, I'm going to buy your sweater. And I thought to myself, when we're done with this reading, I'm going to give you the sweater, you know, because you are the reason why I'm wearing this today. And literally, we did the reading. I was chilled. I didn't know why I was chilled. I walked out of the office that we were reading in that was really warm. We walked out to the thing because I was going to take the sweater off in the lobby and give it to her. And I was instantly freezing. It was so cold. And I thought, I can't take this. I've got a short sleeve. I can't go without something now because I'm cold. So I didn't do what I knew in my heart I was supposed to do. And it's been two days. And I'm still regretting that decision. I'm still regretting it. And I'm praying that, you know what, I have the opportunity to see her again, and I can give this to her. Okay. Because I know this is something that would have made her day. This would have brightened her eyes. This would have made it put a smile on her face. And the funny thing is, is the lady's tiny. So this sweater bed four sizes too big for her, but who really cares? It's the gesture anyway. But that's what it's about, guys. You know, that every day we have, every single day, we have an opportunity to give a gift to somebody else. It doesn't have to be your clothes, okay? It doesn't have to be your clothes. Sometimes it's a smile. Sometimes it's a handshake. Sometimes it's a, gosh, I'm praying for you. So, you, you know, whatever. I believe in you. Giving somebody your time to just sit there and, and listen. Every day we have a gift for somebody, every single day. And it's mind-blowing how many, especially when you pay attention, how many gifts you give away in a single day. I mean, have, have you ever just walked around just smiling all day? Or, you know, walk, you know, I can remember years ago, and this has been years, it's 2016. Oh, I got balls rolling. Sorry. Um... 2016, and I only remember the day or the year because it's the year I certified. And I was in San Antonio, um, Texas when I certified. Beautiful city, guys. Gorgeous. Wow. Amazing city. I love San Antonio. It was also my first real experience with homelessness. Real um, experience with it. And not that I wasn't aware that we had, you know, we had people that were homeless and I, I watched on TV. I watched a lot of videos. 
Um, I've driven past people at that, you know, requesting money. I've, I've stopped and given people money, all of that. But when I was in San, San Antonio for my certification, we were staying at, uh, I believe it's the Granger. It's the most haunted hotel there is, I think, in America. I'm not quite sure, but definitely Texas. And we had to, we walked from the Granger over to um, the hotel that um, the class was in. And by gosh, it was a 20 to 30 minute walk every morning. Not a bad walk. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. But in the morning was my encounters of homelessness. I mean, walk, literally walking over people, you know, um, walking over people and, and just seeing them, you know, sleep in doorways. And to me, it was just so incredibly sad. But I remember we had stopped at McDonald's on the way through to get something to eat. And we ate at, inside McDonald's and I had my coffee and I walked out the door with my coffee and I'd only had a couple of sips off of it. And I had no cash. I only had my, my cards on me. And this homeless gentleman looks at me. He goes, by chance, do you have any change? I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't. He goes, do you have an extra coffee? And I literally just handed him my coffee. I'm like, it's all I have. And the biggest smile, he just had the biggest, hugest smile. Um, and I will tell you, that was my first time ever encountering that feeling of being able to do something for somebody else. Something so small. You know, something so small. And ever since then, so for what, eight years now, it's not that I always hand people some, but I do take the time to listen. I take the time to go, this is five minutes out of my day. You know, I have a lot of people that get a, get a hold of me and they'll go, oh my gosh, I just need to talk to you right now, whatever. And I'm, trust me, I am always elbow deep in something crazy, some kind of craziness. And I'm always like, yep, let's do this. And I literally drop whatever I do it and I call them or I will tell them, give me like two minutes, you know, because whatever it is, they need that couple of minutes. They need that couple of minutes to vent or to cry or, you know, whatever it might be. And by the time we get off the phone, which is usually within five minutes, if that, they're like, thank you for just taking the time for me. And sometimes that's the gift, guys, just giving somebody the time. When we take those opportunities, when we take those opportunities for other people, I'm going to tell you, yeah, we do a lot for other people. We, because, you know, everybody wants that. We all want that extra little bit. And it's incredible when we do that. But what it gives back to you, it gives you a purpose, a daily purpose, and sometimes every hour purpose, but it gives you a purpose. And I think in the world, that's what we all really want is just a purpose. Um, sorry, I don't know what just happened. Doo -doo -doo. There we go. Sorry, something like flipped up on my computer. I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God. I need to get back to you guys. There we go. Sorry. Something flipped and just blocked everything. I thought I lost you guys. But it does. It gives you guys an individual purpose. And who doesn't want that? I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I'm greedy when it comes to that. I want to wake up in the morning and I want to know that my life is going to be for a reason today. I, I want to know when I wake up that the reason I woke up was, you know, for somebody else. You know, I want I want to know that I'm important today. 
I don't ever want a day that goes by that goes, um, oh, thank you, Lee. I don't ever want a day that goes by that I feel like my day was worthless. You know, now that doesn't mean that I have to get up and work, work, work all day. You know, that that real my workload versus whatever else literally has nothing to do with my life. I mean, gradually I have a lot of it, but that doesn't make my life. That doesn't make my purpose. Okay. My purpose is literally to wake up and say, hey, I'm here and I'm here for somebody else. Whether it's my grandbabies or my family or a student or a client or a friend. Um, some people have told me the fact that I just get up and get on the show that sometimes that's a lot for people and that's worth it to me. You know, like today I had the opportunity to say, Oh, station's down. No, don't need to do this. Say goodbye. I'm going to take a break today. And I literally went in my head. I went to my guest and I went, my, this is important to my guest. And I thought about all of you and I went, this is important to all of you. And I thought about everybody that downloads the show every week. And I went, this is important to them. They look forward to this. For whatever reason so i need to show up for that and then it made me feel like wait a second this is maybe my purpose for today now i know i'll have other ones i'll have other reasons to show up today and other gifts to give people but this is the beginning of it this is literally just the start of this is what i'm doing and i want you guys to think about that without throughout your daily your daily routine you know do you take the time to smile at somebody when you walk by them do you even make eye contact? I mean, sometimes that's that simple. It's just to, when you're in a store, you're at Walmart or the grocery store, you know, and we look through people, we look by people, we don't acknowledge people. Think about how they feel when you look up and you look somebody directly in the eye. You acknowledge them. Maybe give a little smile. That's huge. I mean, guys, that is huge to people it's huge to me i can go into a store and i am so enthralled when i see somebody that makes eye contact and they just keep that eye contact because they know i exist and that's like a big that that makes my day they don't even have to smile they just look at me they make me wonder what they're thinking about they give me a purpose for that moment and it's phenomenal so then I think when I do that to somebody else, what's, you know, how does it make somebody else feel? Yeah, Courtney, saying hi, seeing their faces light up. Because we go through this lifetime, guys, not acknowledging people. We go through this lifetime feeling like we're, we're just not seen, like we're not important. Yeah, we go home and we're important to our families. But sometimes it's really nice to know that we're important outside of the family unit too, outside of the house, you know, and that's, it's incredible job. It's said it for years. You never know what people are going through. So just something be nice and be, yeah, exactly. And that, and that is so true. That is so true. So I want you guys to spend the time thinking about saying, Hey, how do I do this for people? How, how, how do I make a difference? You know, you don't have to be a medium to make a difference. You don't have to you know, you don't have to do psychic readings to make a difference. You don't have to be Mother Teresa to make a difference. You know, I mean, great examples of people, but really it is us every day doing what we do and being normal people that we make a difference. And I want to challenge you all. 
I want to challenge you that for this week, that every day you give a gift every day. And that day might just be, you know what, staring somebody in the eyes, acknowledging they're there, smiling, you know, holding the door for the, the old lady. And I mean, old lady is anybody older than you. You don't have to say grandma, you know what I mean? But anybody just being that really polite person, the way your mom and dad might have taught you to do it. You know, holding the doors, giving somebody else the right of way instead of rushing past some. Because I'll tell you what, when we rush past somebody, we're only saving about, what, three seconds of your life versus stopping waiting for somebody else to go through. Because even something that small is a huge gesture to people. It's not about just giving up your seat in the bus, guys. It's so much bigger. It's so much greater. It's really enlightening to see all that. And then I'm going to push you past it a little further because once you start doing that this week, this week, when you start to start to make a difference in all these people's lives, then I want you to start hearing spirit. <laughs> yeah, I giggled because I want you to start hearing spirit. I want you to hear when they say, hey, do this or do that. And you go, okay, freely, I'm just going to do this or I'm going to do that. And I want you to freely do that. I want you to listen. Because trust me, when you hear those things or you do those things, you're doing it for a reason. And it really is no skin off your back. I mean, for myself, other than, like I said, the reason why I'm regretting not have, handing over my sweater this, this, this day, this weekend, I mean, honestly, the lady probably would have put it in her closet, probably never would have looked at it again, but it would have made a difference in her life. And who cares if I would have been chilly? I didn't think of those things until she was gone. And trust me, 15 minutes later, when the next reading was done, I went out looking for her and she was gone. And I was like, damn it. I had such a huge opportunity to make a difference and I didn't, I didn't do it. So I want you guys to literally take that moment to realize what else you can do for somebody, what gift you can get, what way you can brighten somebody's life, what way you can put somebody in a different frame of mind. Because honestly, guys, when these things are happening, the, you know, the people you're doing to, they're either feeling blasé or maybe they're having a bad day or maybe something horrific has happened to them and they just need that small opportunity. The biggest thing, though, in all of this isn't even how the other person feels. The biggest thing in all of this is literally you believing in yourself and believing that you have something to give. And then it ends up being really huge, isn't it? You showing up to the plate and you going, wait a second, I have something to give. I am worthy. You know, that ends up being huge, isn't it? Because we never look at that aspect. You know, it, I, I've spent 20 minutes talking about giving and giving and giving. But I think one of the reasons why we don't do that is because sometimes we don't feel like we're worthy. Hi, Paula. So look at yourself and know you're worthy. Know that spirit has given you that beautiful ability to show up, to have value, and to give to somebody else. That's huge. That's two gifts in one. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a second. Wow, they put the power in my hands. Somebody thought I was worthy to do this for somebody else. To me, that's mind-blowing. It's always twofold, guys. It's always twofold. Good morning, Miss Sherry. 
Yeah, it's a very powerful message today they gave us, huh? Oh my gosh, Keith, I can't wait for you to sign up. It's going to be an incredible class. Okay, guys. Well, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to bring in my beautiful guest, Maggie. Uh, Maggie was going to be on a few a few weeks ago. Um, and I screwed up, guys. I, I admitted it last time. I'm going to admit it again. <laughs> I screwed up. Who knew two months would have the same Monday with the same day? I mean, come on. <laughs> so I gave her one date. And when I flipped over my calendar, I wrote it down on another total different month. Same Monday, different month, same date. And I, 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 I can't say how apologetic I have been. And I truly hope, um, I, I hope that you guys, you know, forgive me for that. So I'm finding the commercial. This is taking a minute. Oh my gosh, guys, running my own show is like, I, I need to make sure I get the right commercial. Do, do, do. I may not be as good at this as Todd, Todd kind of thought I would be. Um, I all I'm seeing is intros. Oh my God. Okay, sponsored ad. Okay, we're I don't know what you Want to see your video here? Sponsor WLTK DB Talk Radio and watch us make that happen. With your paid sponsorship of $80, you receive a professional produced audio, video, and banner placement on our station. Not only does your sponsorship air during our live shows, but also replayed on our podcast and heard by hundreds of like-minded people. Visit WLTKDB.com to get started and find out just how hard we work to get you noticed. Welcome back to everybody. This is Jet here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Um, that was the ad I was supposed to pay, play next. I found the ad I was supposed to play now. And we'll flip, we're just flip-flopping. That's all we're doing. We're doing flip-flopping. Everybody's like, great job. You got this. I do. But with that being said, I've got Miss Maggie Spalding here today. She's this beautiful author. I've been wanting to bring her on just to kind of bring through everything that she has to say. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit further with that because I don't want to screw this up. Let's welcome Miss Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Hi, how are you? Thank I'm you. doing fabulous. Thank you for your patience with getting on with me. And I, I, I'm going to apologize. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Actually, it worked out fine. So, you know. Oh, <laughs> I was, I actually went back over there. I'm like, how did I do that? I've never done that. And then I'm like, both months have the same date. I, I was like, there's just no way. How could that happen? So beautiful. So Miss Maggie, you're an author. I love this. I love this. I want to hear about your journey and up to the book. You know, how did you start this crazy journey? How, how did this happen for you? Well, first of all, you can see I have my book right here. It's called uh, Maladies of Grief, written in the key of love. And it actually, uh, it's a part memoir and part self-help. Uh, it, it actually talks about my 
uh, journey, my healing of my grief journey after my youngest son, Mitchell, who died of an accidental overdose at the age of 27. And it was that, that event that actually triggered this, uh, or I would like to say catapult me <laughs> into this inspired quest about learning more about life after death, learning more about who I am, learning more about spirit, learning more about the gifts that I had within me that um, I didn't know I had. And so this kind of uh, documents uh, my journey, my spiritual awakening journey from uh, the, the, uh, from the moment of my son's, uh, uh, transition death, physical death, I should say, because we all know that life does go on. Life mm -hmm. continues on just in a different form. Right. And, you know, for me, that was all, uh, all new, new concepts. I mean, I didn't really have a belief of life after death. I mean, um, and so when I first, started to feel connected and feel feelings and start to hear things, um, I started to wonder, could this possibly be Mitch? You know, I, I, I definitely wanted to establish a connection with him. Mm -hmm. So um, it was, um, like I said, it was the, his uh, physical death that caused that, uh, um, that trigger that uh, that catapulted me onto this journey, and it was uh, a very difficult at the beginning. Um, most people, you know, can't even imagine. I know I never imagined me losing a child. I have three sons, and so he was the youngest. You know, I could imagine. Yeah, and it's a uh, and unfortunately, you know, society doesn't really do a very good job of talking about life after death, about talking about how to handle. Uh, the emotions of grief, because you are so overwhelmed with them. Yeah. Um, and you just don't know where to turn to. And most of my friends, in fact, all of my friends and, and my family, none of n nobody really was a good source of information for me. I mean, I was the first one. So I, I felt very alone, even though my husband with with me, we mm -hmm. were alone in different ways. You know, men and women grieve differently. Yeah. And um, one of the things, and, and I'm going to talk about several things that helped me to get onto this journey to help understand what was happening inside of me. Right. It was after, uh, after my son's funeral. And that's the other thing I talk in my book about, you, you know, there are no, there's no, nothing in any parenting magazines about how to plan a funeral for your child. And so you know, I would have to say that I give all the credit to a, a friend and a neighbor. Yeah. They, you know, I didn't have any uh, friends or family in the locally where I lived. Um, mm -hmm. I live in Brentwood, Tennessee, uh, which is a suburb of Nashville, Tennessee. And um, both of these people were intuitively, intuitively guided to me. And I didn't understand that at the beginning because I was you know, very, uh, in a very confused state, but, you know, my friend actually saw a bluebird from the travel from her tree over to my tree. And that sparked a, a curiosity in her. And she came over and walked over and rang the doorbell and asked if she could help. And she was a huge help. 
And then uh, another friend of mine just felt like I uh, uh, had the sensation that I needed some assistance. And so she called me and, and offered her help. And, you know, at first I didn't want to uh, anybody around me. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, but they were very helpful in planning, uh, helping me plan the funeral. And, you know, that's one of the things I, it, as I mentioned in the book, I was kind of resisting participating because I didn't want to acknowledge that mm -hmm. my son was really dead. And so, you know, you have that struggle and that's at the beginning of your grief journey. You don't, you don't want to accept what happens. It's, right. you know, and so it's like you have this struggle within you and that's the pain. That's the pain that you, a part of the grief is that you, you love this person so much and now they're physically gone yet you don't understand about they're really right here with you. But mm -hmm. at that time, you're still struggling with the physical pain. So mm -hmm. I, I wanted to, and why I felt this way, but I wanted people to really understand and know Mitch at the funeral. And so um, we had uh, uh, beautiful portraits, pictures, a picture, I mean, you know, a, a poster boards full of pictures. And he was a great woodworker and he would uh so we had some of the things that he made um it was just things that we brought i wanted to bring mm -hmm. to make sure people could feel his presence again i i didn't know anything about feeling presence i mean i'm using words now but at the time you didn't know him. yeah no it just i felt it i just felt that i needed to honor my son yeah. uh son's life and so with, it was a couple weeks after uh, the funeral, my husband and I were bickering at each other because our emotions were running all were wild. I mean, neither of us uh, understood what was going on. And he had some he had a, a, a separate issue that uh, that he was also dealing with physically that mm -hmm. just came up at the same time. And so, but I, I do remember, and this is very a very distinct memory, and that I wrote it in the book. I kept hearing, uh, at you know, and you know, don't let Mitch's death be in vain. Everything is going to be all right. And I remember crying and not understanding about what happened. What am I supposed to do? But I kept hearing this: don't let Mitch's death be in vain. Everything is going to be all right. And it's like. Those were not those were not my words. I'm mm -hmm. thinking coming from. I didn't I didn't know who, who was talking to me, right. but it was. Uh, I felt really uh, loved and comforted, and I, I and I actually believed it. But I didn't know how all, any of this was going to work out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that was one of the things I, I I believe that was spirit, my spirit guides, my angels, whoever, my loved ones, my team. I just call them my spirit team they actually, I feel like, contacted me and actually guided me throughout this whole journey. I, I call them my grief therapists because it was them who actually guided me to do certain things, to listen to books, to listen to, uh, you know, read books, to attend classes, to uh, what, what learn different things. And, and I, and Luckily, I listened because I followed the trail that they were leading me and it, it all the way came up to where I am now. And as, if, as I look back 
Uh, this was in his, my son's uh, physical death was in 2015. So it's been, um, well, it'll be seven, seven years or eight going eight. on eight. Was, yeah, going, he'll be, it was May. And, yeah. so, but it's, uh, you know, the first couple years were all about me healing. And the first thing that I was led to do, guided to do was learn how to meditate. Mm-hmm. Now That's I didn't, cool. and I, <laughs> I didn't know how to meditate, but what I was shown initially was guided meditations. Mm-hmm. And so the first couple weeks, I, Again, I had this strong desire to learn, well, what is guided meditation? Why am I, why am I finding the need to understand about guided meditations? And I found some guided meditations on the internet that were free. And I started listening to them with earbuds, you know, right before I went to bed because I couldn't sleep and I, I did not want to take any sleeping aids. So mm-hmm. I, and I desperately needed to stop thinking. I was exhausted with all the what ifs, what, why, why, you know, what if, what if, you know, why couldn't I have helped my son? What if I, what if this, I mean, why did this happen the way it did? You know, what triggered his need to, you know, take some pills? I don't know. You know, it's just so many, so many questions. Yeah. So I was exhausted, mentally exhausted. And so these guided meditations at night, especially, it was, you know, I, the very calming and very soothing. And, and I, as I, and I learned that these guided imagery type of meditations actually helped reprogram the mind. So, and so I was, um, uh, Bella Ruth Nathersack, it was one of the ones that I was listening, listening to, and she was a pioneer in guided imageries. And it's, to me, it's like a guided meditation. So she talks you through, uh, you know, bring you into a guided state and allowing you, you know, creating a, a, an image in your mind and a relaxing mind and helping you to be present with whatever the situation is within your life. And I noticed that uh, each night that I did this, that I started to feel a little bit better. You know, and, and as I tell people, it's like, okay, the, if you put on a scale of 100, you know, I might have felt like 99 pain and then 898. So it was gradually, it was a gradual uh, release. And I noticed that I started to have a little bit uh, different perspective. I started not to feel that that sharp, sharp pain, which I, I truly believe helped me on, um, you know, getting out of bed, you know, starting to... <laughs> into life, you know? So I continued with these guided meditations. And then I started to start to be drawn to understanding about, well, where is my son? Is he okay? Did it is does, you know, uh, does he does he hurt? You know, (laughs) typical questions like any mother would ask, you know, you care about the well being of your son. So, you know, was there life after death? I, I didn't know. I, but I wanted to have a connection with my son so desperately. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just didn't know how to do that. So my first book that I read was by Dr. Evan Alexander, who is a, a, a well-renowned neural surgeon, I think. And he had a near-death experience. And his book talked about you know, he didn't believe in life after death, but after coming out of this a coma and he, a coma and 
and the experiences he had, he truly believes now that life, the consciousness uh, lives on. And so I started to believe that. And I started thinking if he believed it, maybe there is some truth. And I started reading different books about life after death. Mm -hmm. And I started to truly believe that my son was here in, in spiritual form, uh, but I couldn't see him, but I started to feel him. It was, you know, I was still using these guided meditations and I used different ones, you know, ones for healing uh, grief for anxiety for, you know, uh, spiritual consciousness, different, different ones. And I believe each of these things, I learned something different mm-hmm. revealed in this kind of this, like a self hypnosis, I call it you know, reprogramming what I, uh, my, my beliefs and perceptions, because I didn't believe this before. And so now I different uh, perspective about, well, my son, yes, he's physically dead and I'm grieving him for him, but I'm starting to feel him. I'm starting to hear him. I'm so is my husband. And, you know, I've learned over the years that, you know, the way, uh, our our below our loved ones across the spiritual realm connects with us is through a quiet mind and of course that's many that's so hard for all of us to get a quiet mind where we've come into this a uh, peacefulness and so until I learned how to truly meditate his uh, his connections were primarily through a dream state because that's when we uh, our mind is the quietest and we are the most relaxed and they come in and they talk with us in a way that, you know, represents like images and, and feelings and they in a dream state. And you feel like this is so uh, realistic that, uh, you know, what's going on? So my husband experienced that we started to truly believe that uh, that Mitch was his his spiritual essence, his consciousness was, was continuing on. Right. And so. Um, What's going on? Hello. Oh, I'm here, Maggie. You just keep phrasing up a little bit here and there. That's all. Hello, Miss Maggie. Oh. Are you there, Maggie? Hello. You- hey, can you hear me now? I can hear you now, Maggie. Can you hear me, Maggie? Maggie's internet is. Are you there? Oh, you're there. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Your internet uh-huh. just keeps kind of going in and out a little bit, but I'm sorry. That's. Oh. Uh, I'm. I'm sitting right by the router. You would think it wouldn't. <laughs> You know, the storms and everything across the United States this weekend, I think it's just done a number on all the the waves. That's all. <laughs> so, but keep going. Okay. Um, so uh, where was I? Okay. So uh, from, so I, so, you know, I started the guided meditations and then I started to learn more about life after death. And that uh, definitely opened up uh, and changed many perspectives that I had. Um, then I was drawn to um, become a yoga teacher, and oh. and I thought that was you know I practiced yoga, but I never even imagined thinking that I would become a yoga teacher. Be you know I'm thinking well I'm not flexible I can't do any of this stuff. But 
um, I still had this uh, this desire to learn how to be a yoga teacher, and I followed it and um, that that energy thread, so to speak. And I remember on the internet looking for places to learn about becoming a yoga teacher, and everything was all about uh, the physical part of it, and nothing really attracted my attention until I found this one uh, uh, program that uh, followed what they call the eight limb path of yoga. So it incorporated, and the more that I read about this particular uh, teacher training, it was, this sounded just like what I needed. It was learning how to connect with your breath, learning how to find stillness within your heart and in your thoughts, learning how to connect with spirit, while you are learning to be in this uh, in the yoga poses, so you it's it, basically yoga is really mindful uh, meditative movement, and mm-hmm. and so it really attracted me to learn more about it. And so when when I entered the program, it was also presenting and understanding about like Buddhist and Hinduist b- beliefs about spirit and learning how to. Uh, quiet yourself and being present with your emotions. And this was uh, exactly what I needed at this time, because I needed to find that quietness, that stillness all the time. I needed to learn how to deal with the emotions. They were prevalent. uh, And I felt like the guided meditations helped a uh, a lot, but I was still like dealing with the, uh, the emotional outbursts, you know, and how do I, you know, I was still very confused on where I was going and what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And so this teacher training actually helped me, um, to, to, uh, create a new version of me in that, in that perspective. And so I feel like, um, that was a a very opening for me to be able to open my heart and be present with my emotions. In fact, there's very this one very distinctive um, memory that I have that we were in the class, we were all there, you know, and we're in a pose where it's, uh, and the teacher is uh, um, saying, I want you to go ahead and, uh, you know, breathe and just fo- focus on your breath and allow yourself to be open and release what you don't need in your life. And that those words release what you don't need need in my life. It helped me to physically just I could feel just everything that I that was sitting with me. I mean, you people don't realize you, you carry your emotions around with you all the time. Yeah. And they, they want they sometimes they're very strong and they're talking to you and reacting and you don't understand what's going on. And something a lot of times people just push them away. They suppress them because they don't know how to deal with the emotions of grief or any heavy emotions, stress or anxiety. And so they suppress them. They become themselves very busy uh, at trying to focus on something else instead of allowing them to come in and be present with them and feel what they need. And what do what do the emotions need to teach you? Well, it was at that time when I really learned to release that I just knew right then and there that I was meant to be a yoga teacher and that I was going to use this to help people heal the grief that, that, that people would have from whatever the grief is. I mean, I mean, there's many different types of grief, not just from a physical loss. You can, it's the grief of losing, you know, your home or a job or 
a pet or I mean, there's so many different uh, things that 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 triggers those emotions of grief. So um, I still I am a, a teacher now. I do teach yoga. Uh, I retired from a corporate environment. And now that my mission now is to is to try to uh, help people heal their grief. So yoga, I do teach yoga three days a week. I'm also a grief coach. And I because I feel like I have many, many things that I can offer people about what to do and not to do. And I do have mentioned that in my book. I've also feel like my gifts of my psychic and mediumship abilities have come out. My my writing skills have become more prevalent. Um, so, you know, these are just some of the things that I, if I hadn't been able to uh, learn how to deal with the emotions, finding a safe space within myself through meditation uh, mm -hmm. to be able to allow the emotions to come in to and be able to heal them and to learn from them. I would not be here. I am right now talking mm -hmm. with you. Uh, yeah. And that's hard. It is. It's hard. Yeah. I know in my realm, I deal with people with grief all the time. You know, whether they're coming to me for a reading or they're coming to me to learn about their gifts because they just want to connect to their loved ones again. You know, and they're so desperate to get there and they don't realize the journey isn't really about talking to their loved one again. It's getting through the grief. It's getting through how do I how do I just live in life again? You know, and then the bonus is I get to hear my loved one again. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so a uh, part of this uh, journey. So, you know, after the yoga, yoga teacher training, I had um, um, started to um, hear spirit on a regular basis. And so one of the classes that I had um, worked with, um, Suzanne Giesman, she was uh, a well-known um, author herself and a spiritual teacher and uh, evidential medium. And her one of her classes, she mentioned, you should always go to bed with a paper and pencil by your side, because if you um, start to receive messages in the middle of the night, because remember the middle of the night is usually when your uh, consciousness is the quiet and and so I started to, I did have a uh, paper and pencil and I started to wake up at, you know, like three or four in the morning, because that seems to be the time of, is when you are the quietest in your brain. And that's when the spiritual realm likes to connect with us. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, and I started writing, uh, automatically writing. I did just was whatever I was hearing, I was writing. I didn't try, I actually removed my human mind, so to speak, from the words I was hearing and just wrote down what, what I was writing, uh, what they were saying. And then in the morning I would get up and, you know, uh, kind of transcribe it. And I noticed that it started to be in poetic form, a poetry. And it's like, well, that's interesting. I I never liked poetry. I never understood poetry. Why am I writing poetry? And I, I remember the first poem that I uh, transcribed and gave to my husband to read. He is like, well, that's really nice. Uh, who wrote this? And I said, well, I did. He goes, I thought you didn't like poetry. And it's like, well, I don't, but I feel I'm, these are words that I'm hearing. I, this is, I could, I can't, couldn't take all the credit because the words was from, was from my spirit team. 
And, um, and so I continue to write these poems. I continue to receive messages on a regular basis in poetic form. And each of these poems ended up being a way that I learned how to deal with the grief, uh, how to befriend my grief, how to find gratitude in my grief. And that's many of the poems that um, I have uh, were very meaningful and helped me uh, to heal in different ways, to open my perspective differently. And I do, uh, 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 the book has a lot of those inspired healing poems. And, um, you know, one of the reasons why I feel like, uh, you know, when I started to uh, uh, write, bring all this together, I just wanted the energy, the healing energy to be revealed when people would either pick up my book or touch my book or read anything in my book, they, they could feel the energy of healing their emotions because it was till this very day, I read these poems and I'm still amazed. It's like, it was prevalent back then, the message and it's prevalent now. And it, it it's just interpreted in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, and so I feel that that is, uh, you know, that's one of the things I, I do like to, uh, work with people when I work with my grief coaching clients, I do recommend that they start a journal because one of the ways that um, people can um, reveal their emotions, even though my my husband was with me and wasn't alone, men and women grieve differently. And I, and I needed to get what I needed to be, to be set out. And, uh, and like I said, at the beginning, none of my friends experienced this, none of my families. So I started writing my, my feelings. I started writing, uh, whatever I heard, this is my, just my personal emotional, uh, feelings. And then I started writing the guided messages, you know, the inspired messages. And, you know, I, it's, it's, uh, amazing to, uh, understand and feel how powerful the words can be when people, when you know the right words, someone to say to someone, or you feel the words spoken to you that needs to be spoken. And they present such a powerful healing message for you. And I feel that that kind of inspired me to, you know, bring these, all these different uh, concepts together into a book to help other people at the beginning, it's kind of a guidebook, so to speak, you know, for someone who didn't believe in any of this to now I'm, you know, an advocator. That's huge. (laughs) You know, that's a huge transformation, you know, and I know uh, people at the beginning of their grief journey can't even imagine even saying the word gifts, griefs or gratitude with grief or befriending your grief. I mean, those are counterintuitive things at the beginning. I mean, you just, uh, but I feel like you, you know, that's something that if, if there is a desire and a willingness, I mean, and you start to, if you truly understand, if you truly believe that there is life after death and your loved one is okay, is is with you and loves you and they're sitting right next to me or mm-hmm. right next to you giving you a hug you mm-hmm. know knowing that 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 i feel like and then it's like okay they're okay yes it's not what i wanted 
but that's your human self. No, you know, saying that that's the, the clinginess that, that, that the, the attachment that you feel like you need, but when you learn to find that quill, uh, quiet and stillness within your heart and within your soul, and you learn to start to receive the messages, you know that there's a bigger picture. There's more meaning in why this happened. Yeah. And, um, and I truly believe um, that Mitch's physical death actually triggered this beautiful awakening in me. Yeah. And, and I have been able to you know, um, allow this to be spread out to others. And so I feel like I'm bringing healing and health, helpful healing and love to others who are on the journey, who feel hopeless and wandering and confused, you know? I, I think you're right on there. 110%. We need that. You know, we need that, that, um, because people don't have a place for grace. People don't have a place. They don't have a unity. They don't have that. And so many, I know myself, I have listened to so many people come to me and they're just, they're lost, you know? And I love the fact that you've just found that place for, you know, for you to be able to do that and then honor your, you know, the, the passion of your son also, you know, what a beautiful gift you give to people. What a beautiful gift, you know? And then, and, you know, and, and that's, and every day I am amazed, truly amazed at how smart are the spiritual realm is they are there's such an intelligence around them the messages that i get and the the uh the scenarios that the events that occur in my life it's like wow how did they <laughs> how did this you know me being on a podcast show here and you know i have several others too that are lined up but all to help me promote you know my story my book, you know, to, and, and I, I feel the, the need to actually share this with people to know uh, that they are not alone. You are, you are not alone in your grief. Nobody likes to talk about grief because they figured, and, and I was the same way. I figured if I didn't talk about it, it wouldn't occur in my life. Now yeah. it's kind of a silly. <laughs> no, I don't think it's silly at all. I think it's, uh, <laughs> It's very true. I think for a lot of things, you know, you had already touched on that, that so many people don't pay attention to their emotions, you know, and I call it, everybody goes into survival, you know, they just, we go into survival mode, you know, and people don't realize that I don't think we're taught how to deal with emotions. I don't, I think we're taught to go, let's happen, put it behind you, you know, dust off your knee and keep going. When really you fall and you scrape your knee and it hurts and I'm scared and you didn't protect me. And there's a, there's an array of things going on instead of just stuffing it someplace in the body, you know, and we grow up to be adults that just, we survive, right. just simply survive, you know, and how much are we missing? Because that's what we're doing. And so, yeah, go ahead. No, go. I was, I was going to say that is very true because it's um, we are taught by our parents and taught by our, fa our family members. We're taught by society and society and, you know, all, uh, you know, our parents or society, the schools, what, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. they, just, they want people they don't want people to be sad, you know, mm -hmm. and. And there's, there's okay. That's okay. Cause you know, we don't, but there's a moment of time where you have to deal with the sadness and you have to learn how to deal with some of these things, uh, the emotional, uh, uh, struggles that people have. But I feel like you don't, that it's a balance. You don't want to stay there too long. 
because right. then it's going to keep dragging you down and then you never learn anything. So mm -hmm. you have to find, okay, how do I, I I'm, I'm in this, uh, feeling my uh, pain, but then I need to learn how to come back out and then I need to move forward a little bit. And then I got to come back and feel my pain. And then I have to not stay there too long and, you know, come back and still move forward. And that's, I think is the balance that it's very difficult for yeah. many people, including me. I mean, every day, I mean, even though, I mean, I still have things that I have to uh, deal with. I mean, there are emotions that I come up all the time of not necessarily of my son's passing, but of other things that happen in life. And our emotions are our teachers. They are there to, um, to help to become aware, help you become aware of what's going on. I mean, it's, um, and that's where one of the things that I mentioned is that the, you know, how to befriend your emotions. Well, you know, because if you think of them as your teachers, it's like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What, what is the, why am I feeling agitated? Why am I feeling stressed? And then if you learn how to come back into this, that stillness, that quiet meditative state where you can feel that what's going on, you can hear the guidance and then you, you allow then it to go through you and not be stuck in you. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Many, many of us don't know how to do that. And uh, I didn't uh, mm. at the beginning. I was very typical of, of uh, suppressing the emotions or uh, watching TV too much or going shopping too much or anything to distract what I was, you know, what my what I was trying to feel. I was trying to understand these emotions and heal them. And I didn't have the tools and I didn't know how to navigate them and what to do. And that's because we all are, unfortunately, um, we don't like to talk about grief and we don't like to talk about these heavy emotions. And I feel like the more that you understand what's going on, it gives you a better perspective and it helps you move on into more of a understanding and awareness of that this is a part of what uh, we're supposed to learn here on earth, so to speak, you know, and experience. 110%. I mean, as you're talking, I just, I can remember days when I was going through my, I will say my healing transition. That's all I can call it. It's a healing transition that took years, you know, years. And I love to say I'm a medium and I had to go through that, you know, right. but I can remember days where I would wake up and nothing was wrong. I didn't feel sad. I, I didn't, I wasn't feeling anything, but I'd start crying and not ugly crying, you know, just these tears that would just make my face wet and they would just come out of nowhere. And family would look at me, go, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. Well, why are you crying? I don't know. It's just, well, wipe. And I could have wiped them and stopped it, but I'm like, my soul needs to do this right now. I have no clue why. I don't know what it's releasing, but this is how it needs to release it. And by the end of the day, when it was finally done, because you can't, and I will say, you can't stop it. You can try, but you're wiping and it's just flowing and flowing. And, and you just know at the end of the day, you have released so much and you don't even know what it is, but you just acknowledged it. And you gave yourself that space to say, today, I'm just going to let this happen. You know, but we don't, we, we tend to wipe the tears and try to get it to quit. And we stop the healing process. Right. I mean, we, we don't realize how much of our negative thoughts and of negative emotions that are stored in our body and ourselves and that we are not aware of that. And yes. so, you know, if you, 
if you start to feel something that you're uncomfortable with, most people will suppress it. Oh, I'm just, I, I, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm just going to suppress it. And so the mm -hmm. more that you suppress these feelings, whatever they are, whatever causes them, you know, maybe it's, you know, somebody said something to you that really hurt your feelings or, you know, maybe uh, somebody made a comment about, you know, what you're wearing or your hair. I mean, these to me, it can be, you know, simple, silly things, you know, when you think about other more pro big, profound things, but they still hurt, mm -hmm. you know bothered you but you didn't it's like oh, i'll deal, deal with that later and so all all these years you know as we grow up from uh, younger uh from a child all the way to adult and i think you mentioned this before it's all part of who you are but if you don't learn to just deal with the emotions as they come and sometimes you don't know where they come from just like you know feeling the 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 need to cry and i did the same thing and i still do feel that i you know when i because i become more aware in tune with what my body is talking to me i mean it's you know through the emotions and feelings that's how they communicate you know the with you that's when uh you know, I do take that time to, you know, become more mindful or sit in the presence of your power, be with the emotions, allow it to flow. And sometimes, you know, when you're driving a car and you're just relaxed, tears come or, you know, you may be uh, watching TV and all of a sudden tears come and it's nothing that you need to cry about on TV. It's just like uh, you're in this relaxed state. And you can actually allow your body feels like it's safe enough to release those emotions. Mm -hmm. It's incredible, isn't it? When that happens, it's just, it's so incredible. And I think people should, I, I wish people would give themselves more of the time to be able to do that. Somebody just said Maggie for president. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's wonderful because I've gotten text messages and Facebook messages. Everybody going today was the perfect day because they needed to hear you today. <laughs> so I'm going to say that we're going to chalk this one up to spirit because everybody is just like, even they're even saying to me, like, you don't understand a month ago, I didn't need this. I needed this today. And I'm like, that's incredible. You know, I just love that. And, you know, I do believe that you are giving such a service to so many people. And the beautiful thing about that is I don't think you were expecting to do that. I, I don't think you were at, at any level expecting to say, I'm going to change the world. <laughs> You no, know, I mean, I still don't think I'm changing the world, but I feel like I'm I'm changing myself. I've changed myself. And I think that's, a, uh, you know, one aspect when you if you want change on the outside, I feel like you have to make change on the inside first. And mm -hmm. then how you react to people helps them to change, too. And then it's kind of a ripple effect, you know, in, in that perspective. And, um, you know, uh, I, I was uh, I had to you know, when you said you didn't imagine this change, how, it, and I would, I would truly would say that's true because my, I, I was a, um, in my corporate environment, I was an IT computer analyst. So I was very analytical, very organized, very methodical. In fact, I uh, remember taking this uh, personality test, you know, and they have, they always have these personality tests to uh, so you can learn how to work with people. You understand what type of people you're working with. And so this was called the true colors test. And so um, 
they ask you all these questions and they rank you according to four different colors. It was uh, gold, green, orange, and blue. And little did I know back at, now I understand these are probably related to my chakra colors in some way, you know, but I, I didn't know, I didn't even know, knew what a chakra was back in my corporate world, so to speak. And so the, or I was or very organized. Gold was very organized, very methodical. And of course I was an IT project manager and I, in a systems analyst and implemented, you know, big financial systems for hospitals and very analytical so i was a troubleshooter when we had problems the technical problems i was the one that was always there helping to figure things out and so the orange and the blue the orange was a risk taker and the blue was emotional uh, and i was so low i was so top heavy on the green and the and the gold and very 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 little in the orange and the blue and what's interesting is i took a personality test uh, last year, or maybe it was this year, just recently. And I didn't know how to answer the questions because I had changed so much. In a way, it was like, well, I'm still organized and I'm still, I do like to, I'm very, I'm still analytical, but I'm much more, I feel like I'm much more balanced. I'm, I'm much more compassionate and I'm much more uh, kinder. And, and I do uh, feel I'm much more willing to be more creative and to be more curious, which is that, uh, that, cur that uh, risk thing, that orange. So I feel like one of the huge gifts uh, that I feel like I uh, received was learned how to balance who I really am with, you know, that human side and my soulful side. And I, and I feel like I do that every day that, I, and I welcome I don't disregard anything that I did in the past. In fact, that's who I am. That's all every all the decisions, everything I made back when before I understood is is part of me. But I've learned now to balance it with this new, this higher version of me, the better version, you know, mm -hmm. the kinder, more compassionate per person, you know. And I think it's just totally amazing that I it um if you had asked me this back in 2015 or 2014 before this, I would be like, yeah, I'm, that's not me. I'm, I will never be that, you know, and here I am. Yeah. So like this, for me, it was a huge transformation, mm -hmm. opened up big time. And, 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 you know, sometimes some people it's more subtle, it's mm -hmm. more subtle you know, Lee, that, um, and then one day you think, oh man, that I, I, I'm not like that anymore. But, you know, as I look back on my life as, uh, with perspective, with this new perspective and a new way of thinking, I feel like spirit has always been with me mm -hmm. all along. And, um, and I, and uh, every major decision that I had, I, I believe, I truly believe that this, internal conversation that I had to make the decision, I feel like they were a part of me. Uh, and so, but if you're not, if, but if, you know, my parents didn't know this, uh, my parents didn't teach me this, my, the schools didn't teach you that. I mean, so it's like, where do you learn this kind of stuff? I mean, that's the thing you don't really know about this. And I feel like we need to talk more about this. We need to uh, get more out in the open about you know, trusting into uh, that intuitive self that we have. We all are born with that. And we we don't know uh, how to utilize that huge gift that we have. Yeah. And I think you're right. 
in like every most every profession you know because as you're talking about your i'm remembering mine when i was actively being a nurse you would think i would be all into the grief and the healing but really my motto was there's no emergencies there's no emergencies until you're dead and then really there's no emergency because you died you know what i mean and being organized and prior i mean my life was always about prioritizing and and i would almost say callous you know i wasn't the most friend i was a great nurse don't get me wrong but to the regular general population you become callous and it was through my own transition that i'm like wow i mean people that knew me then and know me now they're like you're not the same person you know you're not not even close to the person you used to. and i'm like no because i've become a very compassionate person you know i'm very loving and and i want to be there for people which is you would think in the profession i was that would have been the name of the game Right. But they don't teach you that, you know, they don't teach you that they teach you systems and how to handle things and, but not to take care of the emotional aspect of your patients or the emotional and that grief, because anybody in a hospital is going to have grief. Right. You know? And it's almost like, don't be consumed by that because you got to heal the body. Well, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. The mind body connection is very strong. And that's, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's one of the things um, it, I'm being drawn back to my yoga classes. Um, so, you know, we, we come to um, people that come to my yoga class might experience something a little bit different because you, we still do that physical part of it because that's very uh, much part of uh, uh, the yoga process. But when you focus on your breathing in tune with the movement, you it, it becomes more like a dance, this, mm -hmm. this mindful dance of you, you're flowing. And I'm not so much about wanting to make sure you have that perfect straight arm or your, your leg is straight. I mean, there, there's, there's some, you have to have uh, some, uh, you know, uh, essence of a, a you know a correct posture but not to the point where you're obsessed with that because to me it's more about learning to flow with life learning to flow with the connection of the breath with the movement and you can do that with anything um with dancing i i there's a part in the book that i um i i i had to put in there because when i was younger i always um danced alone. I don't know if anybody did that where I would crank up that music and I would just, you know, really get into the flow and, and just feel the music and just let myself go and, you know, just continue to dance with the dance, you know, just, and I didn't care if anybody was watching, uh, and most of the time people weren't, but a lot of times, you know, if I was driving, I'd be listening and I'd really get into the music and, and, and it's, you know, it's this, the connection with that energy, it's that the, to be able to uh, get out of that, that, uh, that uh, uh, mind of think that thinking mind and to just the feeling to get into that. Uh, and music is, was always very important to me, connection to the spiritual realm. So a lot of these poems that I wrote, uh, Actually, I was the spirits guided me with the words. I wrote them, but they, it was their words, I should say. So I was so we wrote them together, so to speak. But 
music was very much the trigger point for me because I would hear something in a musical song and it'd be like, oh, what the, that sounds familiar. And then all of a sudden the words would come, but it had nothing to do with the 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 song the lyrics of the song it was just that that little snag that little uh connections like oh hey i i guess the, here comes the download so to speak and right. so the music uh is another way that i feel that you people can help to release emotions and release that that uh, stress they may have you know um, allowing yourself to just relax and be with the flow of the energy and, um, you know, and just allow it to uh, take you to a place where you can feel, uh, you know, feel yourself. And so um, I hope that that's helpful to some people. I think it's beautifully helpful. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I don't know if you're seeing the comments, but all the comments are like, oh, my gosh, I need this. Oh, my God. You know, they're just. Wow. You know, I mean, it was like everybody needed it. And they're like, I needed it today. You know, like they needed this today, not a different day. You know, so to me, it's incredible. You know, I wanted to put the name of your book up there so people can go look and find the book, you know. Um, but I, I, where do you see yourself kind of going from here and, and with this? I mean clearly your your road is open you know what i mean like oh my gosh i'm sure you were not thinking about this type of life you know at all as we already discussed but now it's like where are you going what what's the next step you know we're you know that's and that's exactly what i'm i feel like i'm at at my stage it's like okay where am i going with this i i know something this big big is coming up i mean i feel like i'm moving forward in um I feel like another book is going to come and I do feel like, you know, my uh, mediumship is going to also be opened up and really, you know, more people are going to become attracted to me and want to, you know, uh, connect with me as a, through, as a medium. I know my grief coaching, I is, is uh, also starting to really move forward. Um, you know, I'm also an, an affiliate leaders for helping parents heal uh, organization and they're all well-known organizations for to help uh, parents who have lost children. So I have monthly meetings on a regular basis uh, and, and they're online. So I'm for the state of Tennessee, but because it's online, I welcome anybody from other states. And um, if you go to the Helping Parents Heal uh, website, you can also find me and my my contact information to uh, allow, you know, connect with me and find out what, what ways I can help you. But I don't know. I, I, I almost feel like I'm going to be doing more speaking, maybe, um, some kind of a, maybe, maybe like you be a podcast, you know, have oh, a show. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I'm definitely going to be, um, moving, connecting more. My ripples are going to be out farther. That's the, that's the image that I have, you know, my ripples started just with me and my husband and my family calling out to, you know, more people. And I feel like I'm moving outward into that effect. I so. love that. You have people that are like the books in my cart. It's arriving Saturday. It's, it's on the way I'm buying it for me and somebody else. You know, <laughs> This is huge. I mean, you're, you know, all these people are just like, wow, we need this, you know, and they need you. So for the grief counseling, can you again say where they can get find you for that? 
Yes. Well, my website is uh, www.justbeholistichealing.com. I'm writing it up there for people so they can get it. I know I have it in my emails, but my emails aren't working with me very well today. Yeah. So justbeholistichealing.com. Am I correct in that? Justbeholistichealing.com. Yeah. And there's a contact page there where he emails me. I also, um, I mean, it, I can give my email too, if you want. Um, I can put it in there for people. Yeah. It's uh, M Spalding, S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G at gmail.com. Got you in there for that. I'm putting that one in the comments because I want people, <laughs> Courtney says, yes, it's correct. People have actually hit the website and went and looked already <laughs> to make sure. I love this. Um, you know, be, oh my gosh, my own throat. It's just like my throat chakra for, for 24 hours has been closed and it's opening and opening and opening. I'm like, I, I don't know what I encountered that shut this down yesterday, but I understood it happened and it just, today it's opening. So, <laughs> I want, I, I'm really hoping that people, you know, reach out to you, contact you, give your mission, your, you know, your information to somebody else, you know, because you are somebody that's very, very needed and, you know, needed, you know, for so many different aspects. And I love that. So are you looking at, a, I know you just finished this book and just got this published, but are you looking for another book yet? Yes, I do feel like there's uh, another, another book, um, Actually, I feel like there's two projects that one, one is one I'm working on is um, it's uh, Oracle cards for emotions. Oh, uh, and, um, you know, nature was very much a part of my healing. Um, as I mentioned in the book, you know, when you start to when people say, well, how do you find gratitude and grief? Well, you know, gratitude and grief for many people don't go together. It's like oil and water, you know, but I, you know, so healing uh, or nature was my secret weapon, so to speak, my subtle way to learn to bring gratitude into your life, into my life. And I remember driving to work and I would always go through this one subdivision that was totally beautiful. It had ponds and trees and geese and all types of birds. And as I drove through there, I'd be like, look at that bird. Look at that. Look at that beautiful, you know, sprinkle water there. Look at these trees. Look how beautiful the landscaping is. And it just, you know, that that connection uh, that nature had with me, you know, um, you know, and then I started to look at the sky. Look how blue the sky is and look how blue the, or look how fluffy, fluff, you know, that cloud is. It just, you know, those little things that you start to notice and appreciate, I mean, that's part of gratitude. Even though you don't feel like you have any gratitude in your life because of whatever's going on, there's always something little. I remember writing in my journal, uh, um, you know, one of the things that I do uh, did at the very beginning was part, you know, as I mentioned before, was writing my emotions. And then I started to write... Uh, you know, incorporate gratitude, you know, what, what was I appreciative of life? And cause that was part of the healing process. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the tools I should say. 
And I remember writing down, I, I was grateful for the smell of coffee. It, that's all I could, it, but it was, I remember the smell of coffee, you know, when I was depressed, it smelled good, you know? And then I remember, you know, my dog would come up and just, you know, look at you and, you know, just, you know, be grateful for those little things in life because they can have such an important impact on on the way you can change your perspective and uh, about life. But anyhow, so going back to these Oracle cards, I feel like I'm going to do something with nature pictures, with the uh, emotional uh, sayings, you know, how to befriending your, your grief. And then uh, perhaps uh, definitely more of a detailed uh, book about, uh, you know, offering different suggestions, different tools and te techniques that I, uh, have uh, learned and incorporated in my own life as well and in, into my Helping Parents Heal meetings that I have, kind mm -hmm. of summarizing them all together. So it's kind of a one-stop shopping of, of hey, uh, these are the things I tried and they work for me, they might work for you. Because I feel like that's the other thing is like people who do feel like they need something to help with the grief, there's so much stuff out there on the internet. And so you get kind of overwhelmed with that as well. You got overwhelmed with all the emotions that are, you know, you're trying to navigate. And then you got, uh, you're, you know, trying to navigate, uh, finding ways, tools and techniques to help you. And it's just a matter of trial and error. And so hopefully, you know, this other book that I'm considering writing, um, of course, Allison will be very happy about that. She will. <laughs> she will. Allison is my publisher and she's your friend, isn't it? I love Allison. I mean, she I well her, her and I certified together, you know, oh, and not that she needed it by any means because she was so amazing. And I remember watching her going, Oh, I suck compared to you. Like and just to watch her journey in her life is like, oh, you know, she's just such a beautiful woman. So yeah. yeah. Well, she was a, a great help in uh uh, helping me write this book. I mean, I, I did go out and um, I just felt really guided uh, to look, write a book. And it's like, well, I don't know anything about writing a book because I didn't have that background. I was in IT computers, you know, so, but I just kept, you know, just doing it. And soon everything came together. And I remember sending, sending her my, what I considered my final manuscript. And she says, well, there's a lot of potential here. Um, and I knew she would be, I knew I would need an editor for all the, you know, syntax and grammatical stuff. But I did find she would hook me up with a wonderful editor called Lisa Smart. And she, she and I really connected. She, or her, the, her style of writing was very similar to mine. So she made my book beautiful. It was all my words. Because she would say, okay, you need more here. You need more information here. You need more detail. Because you have to look from a reader's perspective. What are they, you're telling them about this. They need to know more. And so she did, did a beautiful job helping rearrange everything. And I, I mean, I'm still amazed. Every time I pick up the book, I can just feel the energy within the pages. And I'm still amazed <laughs> that, that I'm the author, you know? I mean, <laughs> I love that. So, so incredible. You know, I can't say enough, Maggie, about you coming on, sharing your story, sharing your book, sharing this process, you know, and clearly you have affected the viewers because they're all like, they're buying it. And we have a lot of people on here that have just recently lost somebody, you know, 
somebody a few days ago, somebody two months ago, you know, um, just, wow, per, I can't say enough about perfect timing and what you've done for people today, you know, and somebody's actually said, make the cards are going to be the first one to buy them. So, <laughs> you know, there you go. I guess I need to get them out, huh? You need to get them done. You need it. You got people waiting now. You're like, come on, bring the cards, you know? So I, you know, it's just all those wonderful tools for people. All of those, they're beautiful. Well, I guess, the, like you said before, the timing was, this is the perfect day. This was the perfect day. So it was the perfect day, you know, and, and they are so smart, aren't they? They are, aren't they? They're incredible because in my mind, I'll tell you, in my mind, I'm like, how does somebody make this screw up? You know, like how? <laughs> and then my thought is, how is the same day? I mean, how I, I don't remember if it was the 28th or what day it was, but it was like, how is it two months? The exact same. That also does not happen. You know, you can look at a calendar year and how often are you going to have the same date on the same, you know, same day of the week? You know, it just doesn't occur, you know, and I'm like, okay, spirit, I don't know what this is about, but we're going with you. <laughs> you know? So I love it. And honestly, you know, it's you're only on a week later than you were supposed to be initially. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I and guess the timing is, yeah, timing is everything. Timing yep. is all, um, you know, I, I and I, I it's interesting, too, because I, I do feel that timing is also a big part of uh, 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 how your gifts are revealed, you know, and until you're ready to receive them. Cause I always wondered why this, you know, why didn't this transformation happen earlier in my life? And it wasn't meant to be, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It, and uh, it's all about timing um, how, how things e open up and evolve into something i know at the beginning especially of my mediumship i mean it's like i want it now i want it now and you know that that, that doesn't happen you have to you have to uh allow you have to work on yourself you have to work on your uh, your shadow side so to speak and deal with the emotions and until you are able to um uh, be able to be that conduit for spirit you know and so that's um that all takes time it does it does always and then we get to look back and go wow wow i know i mean i look i every day i look back going wow i am this yeah. amazed that uh that i've come this this far and this right. way you know but it's i'm very i feel like I, this i was supposed this all this was supposed to happen and i know that i would have never said that before but this you know my son's physical death transformed me and triggered this this, all these things. And I'm just very um, appreciative that I was able to uh, listen to the guidance that I was receiving and to heal my grief, to be where I am right now. Sounds like his death wasn't in vain. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That's, you know, you. it's a beautiful thing that came from him. And yeah. thank you for helping so many people because of it. Well, thank you for having me on the show and um, allow me to share my story and my journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, being here with me this morning. What a fast hour this has been. Um, and I, I, so much, so many blessings for you and all that you do and all that you help. 
Um, for everybody else, I'll be back in a few moments with Dad here on um, WLTKDV with your weekly reading. Thank you so much, Miss Maggie. You All right, thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. The Body Code is a revolutionary method of energetic healing developed by Dr. Bradley Nelson, which allows us to quickly and easily identify specific imbalances that seem to underline chronic ill health, acute and chronic pain, and discomfort, dysfunction, and stress. Ellie energetically connects with the subconscious of the client. Psychic medium Ellie Weisenzell is a medical intuitive and energy healer and a certified body code practitioner. She identifies and clears energetic imbalances within the body and energy field. Contact Ellie at the website below and Ellie can work remotely from a distance, by phone, online, video chat. There is no need to travel to an office. Remember, the body code is safe for humans and animals. Contact Ellie today. Hey everybody, welcome back to School Through Spirit with Diet here on WLTKDB.com. Oh my gosh, where's people's comments? Maybe what needs to be speeding through spirits with Diet? What's that? Is that like a new show? <laughs> okay, Diet, do you really think you can top that with cards? I don't know if I can, Tim. Maggie was phenomenal. Oh my gosh, what a blessing. What an amazing woman. But you know how I'm going to try to top it? with a new deck <laughs> guys yes i did a thing don't put me in a metaphysical store i actually had two new decks i put one of them away because this beauty had to come home too so this came home and this came home i think they pair together pretty well and i've really wanted a rotocross site for so long and i picked it up and i went you're my or sorry is this is a rotonite not a rotocross night rotonite so long that um i was just like oh my god i have to have you and so it came home i didn't touch it and it just it sparks my brain oh it just sparks my brain you take me in a crow deck oh my god i gotta go look at that courtney so we are going to use the queen of moon oracle deck i just i love these cards i don't even know why guys i i barely shuffled them i barely put any energy into them we're going to shuffle for a minute um as you know, we're going to do a five-card stud here, guys. You can pick one card. You can pick two cards, all five, whatever. This is yours for your week. Where are you going to go? What's going on? What's happening? I always, anything for me, Stephanie? I don't know. We're going to look to the cards. You got to pick a number for yourself or two numbers or five, whatever. Um, and then kind of go from there. Like I said, the most I've done was shuffle these cards. I've kind of, I peeked at them. Not a whole lot. So, we're going to just see how this is um, <laughs> and see if I can get anything from the cards. If not, I'll just be doing weekly readings for you guys individually. Now that's tomorrow night's show. That's tomorrow night's show. So let's do our five cards. I'm going to, going to do this whole cut the card thing. 
Okay, so card number one, trust. Ooh, it says the egg moon, trust. These are gorgeous, guys. These guys are just gorgeous. So if you're picking in, your hand is looking good. Thank you, Miss Courtney. If you pick number one, this is this is the trust. This really is about trust. And I want you to look at your aspect of trust. Now, this is huge, guys, huge. Because when you're looking at trust, you're looking at trust of self, trust of spirit, trust of your neighbor, trust everywhere. And so many of us really have a hard time with that, don't we? You know, even as I teach people, I'm just like the biggest, I can give you a ton of tools. My hardest thing is going to be getting you to trust, okay? And I will tell you, a lot of times it's just trust of self. And I do think that's where you're sitting at if you pick card number one, because you're looking at yourself. I need to trust me. I need to trust that the information I'm getting is correct. I need to make sure I'm trusting the fact that I'm interpreting. I need to trust the fact that I'm making right decisions. And I need to trust myself. And I think if you pick card number one, that's where we're sitting at is that. Card number three, or it's card number two, the waxing crescent, it's realization. Realization. Ooh, I'm wondering where these cards are going to for all five. So realization is card, the, the, card number two. I like this card because realization is a hard thing. You know what? We always get knowledge. We always get information. But making something real, you know, it's it's one thing to know, 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 and know. I just realized somebody was playing with my wall and one of my things is upside down. I got to fix that. <laughs> Sorry. Don't know why that's upside down, but I'll fix it. Anyway, so realizing realization is is a hard thing. Okay, and I will tell you, it's it's when the light bulb goes off. And if you pick card number two, you're going to have some light bulbs going off. It's not that you haven't known things because you have, but making a realization of this happening, seeing something for the first time, being able to explore that, and kind of going forward is huge. So if you pick card number two, you're working on the realization this week. Card number three is extremes. It's the hot moon. It's extremes. Ooh, this card's kind of seductive to look at. It is extremes. So what are you looking at? Hello, Doc. Hello, Rob. So where are you looking at with extremes of life? You know, where are you looking at with this? So if you pick card number three, you're looking at the extras, the pushing out. What is way out here? This is putting you in an avenue of going, you know what? I don't want the just... I think I need 16 or 17. I, this isn't about you just looking at what's right here. This is about make taking risks. It's about pushing out. It's about getting to that what is your extreme and then pushing past that, okay? And it's an amazing card because so many of us have a hard time to go there. So many of us have a hard time going, I'm going to push to this level. I'm going to do this. It's past my comfort zone. It's into something I'm not used to or I don't know how to deal with. So if you pick card number three, that's where you're looking at. You're pushing yourself past. Card number four is blossoming. Oh, another gorgeous card, guys. Blossoming. And if you pick number four, you're looking at the fact that you're starting to flourish. This, this is when you start to look at, because somebody tells you you're an expert in something, you're like, oh, what I am. Oh, my gosh. And you're just growing, and you're in the blooms are coming out. And you're, you know, that's that beauty part, you know, it's taking everything you've had, you know, you're getting to that part of whatever part of journey you're on right now. And it's starting to come to fruitation. It's starting to just bloom out and it's beautiful. Okay. So if you pick number four, know that you're there, you're, everything's coming. It's come to fruitation. 
Card number five is attraction. Is attraction. It's a supermoon attraction. <clears throat> and this is telling me that if you pick number five, you're finally at that point where you've gotten through all the processes and now you start to attract exactly what you wanted. You're starting to attract exactly what you wanted. You've put the work in. You've done your time. You've figured it all out. And now that good is coming to you. What you've manifested, what you put the time for, it's coming to you. And well-deserved. Well-deserved. So card number one was trust. Work on your trust. Card number two is that realization. That realization of, oh my gosh, the light bulbs. Number three is pushing yourself past your comfort zone. Card number five or four is blossoming. Guys, you're, you're, you're almost there. You're just starting to really bloom. And card number five is you are there and you're attracting in what it is you work for. Now, I'll tell you what, if you're like myself or Tim or some other people that literally picked all five cards, this is your week that you are finally coming to the end of a cycle and you're going, oh my gosh, finally, I'm there. I'm finally there. And you're really bringing together everything. You're, everything is just going, wow, it's all starting to make sense. It's all starting to come to you. Those things that you wanted are starting to happen. Maybe you didn't want it, but they're still happening. Just extremely, it's such an amazing week for y'all this week. Okay. Oh, so let's pick a card from the other one. <laughs> Todd, my new favorite deck. I know, Todd. Aren't they awesome? So, ah! I'm dropping everything everywhere. I gotta figure out where I'm gonna put the new deck. Right here. Does it look good right there, guys? Looks good right there. I need to get something to build around. <laughs> I've got cards everywhere. I just need to quit. Rob, pushing past your comfort zone um, time each week in order to make exactly, exactly. I love that. I love that. Make room for the crow deck. Oh, you know it. Always floating shelves. I need more floating shelves. I got some here. I need some more. Well, I guess those aren't really considered floating. Um, still the same premises, just not floating. Um, make room for the crow deck. I read that twice, but I'm loving that. I love my crows. Um, I love my I love my ravens. I love my crows. I love them all. I love them all. I can't even tell you. So let's pull it, pull a card to bring it all together. Let's pull a card to bring it all together because that's what we do. And that's what I like to do. It's another pretty card. It's another pretty card. I like the pretty cards. So this card is beyond the mind. The mind moves us through the logistics of life so we can function in the world. However, endless mental chatter, self-doubt, limiting stories, and subconscious programs can keep us in our suffering. Step outside mind-based limitations. Looking at things in an overly logical way will hinder you and obstruct access to your superpowers. The past may be running you and making your mind spin so you cannot see what is really in front of you. Consider what your heart and your gut are telling you. What would the situation at hand feel like if you released all fears and worries? Are these concerns even yours? Oh my God. Oh my God. Is that card not incredible, especially with this week of cards? So it is. It's pushing past what you think, pushing past what society has taught you, pushing past all of it and just going, you know what? I'm not going to be limited. I'm not going to take the constraints of something else and stop me from progressing with where I want to be or where I'm supposed to be. 
it really is that whole mantra of what else is possible? What more can I do? What more can happen? You know, and that's in a good way, guys. That's an amazing way, you know, and that card goes beautifully with all of it, all of it. So it's, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I overstretched the hand because all of a sudden I got this really sharp pain that just went through it. Oh, I know better. I know better. I know not to do this. So, guys, let's talk about, I hope, I, again, I hope the cards really helped you a lot. I want to talk about the new station, or the new station. Um, I want to talk about uh, all the shows. All the shows, guys, because we got lots of shows. So I've got the current show schedule. We have had some drop off. We have some new ones coming on. Remember, there's always room for you guys. Trust me, if you want a show, please, 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 you know, email wltkdb.com and inquire. You know, if you want to become a sponsor, guys, it's like $80 a month and you get so much. You get your ad. You get so much. It's incredible. So trust me when I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? It's just you got this. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, who did I write that to? Oh, that scent. I'm like, who did I write that to? Um, I was trying to figure out what I was doing there in life. Anyway, so let's talk about the shows. As always, you start Monday morning with myself here on School Through Spirit with Jet at 9 a.m. Uh, at noon is Monday Morning Monsters with Barnaby Jones at one at, from noon to one. And Christina Bloom is on tonight with Be the Change at 8 p.m. Now, as you notice, we got some times tonight open then. Tuesdays, we have Exploring the Paranormal with Heather Lee at 9 a.m. At 5 is Anne with Anne Shin. She is our tarot reader, which is phenomenal. Unfiltered with Mike and Diet is at 6 p.m. Um, Moment to Moment with Linda Hope is at 7 the Tyson's Gift Podcast with Brian, Brian Wainwright is moving to 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. Oh, that's next week, guys. Not this week. Next week. Um, and Spirits Are Talking with Lisa Silverman is at 9 p.m. And Paranormal Pete with Pete Urbea is at 10. Wednesdays, we start Self-Care Show with Deidre Sanford at 10 a.m. Uh, the Psychic Hour with Kelly Brickle is at, at 3 p.m. Ooh, in May, we got a show coming in, guys. It is Soul Guidance with Ronnie Blout. And that'll be at 6 p.m., but not till May. So you got another month or so. Haunted Locations in 60 Minutes with Nick Sarlo and Diana Henry, 7 p.m. That's another phenomenal show. See and Beyond with Kelly Urquhart and Cheryl Murphy are at 9 p.m. Now, Thursdays, we have a chat with Charlie and Stephanie Lynn at 9 the Tyson's podcast is one more week, guys. One more week is on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. And that's Brandon Wainwright. I was on his show last week. Phenomenal show. Oh, my God, guys. I loved it. The Realm of Darkness with Ashley Moreno is at 7 p.m. She starts this week. Again, Realm of Darkness with Ashley Moreno. Wait, April 6th. Yes, April 6th this week, 7 p.m. That's awesome. Um, the Afterlife Chronicles with Nicole Strickland is currently on break. Hopefully, she'll come back soon. And the Voice of Oneness with Amara Bonet is at 10 p.m. Now, Fridays, we start Soul and Synergy Radio with Terry um, Flick and Danny Lucemore at 10 a.m. That's a two-hour show. It's another phenomenal show, guys. The Psychic Hour um, Reading Shows um, is at 3 p.m. Twilight Tonight with Didi Moonflyers at 6 p.m. Twist Ascensions with Kaden and Elisa Mask is at 8 p.m. Guys, you guys, go watch their show sometime. You will be just enthralled. Um, and then and then stay for Haunted Voices with Todd um, Bates and Nicole Strickland at 10 p.m. And 
we have so many amazing shows. I can't I can't even express to you how how amazing it is, how awesome it is. Um, you keep missing those, Cardi. That's okay. That's okay. I I know you'll get them. I know you'll get them. And now, guys, we have some things happening pretty soon in my life. So I'm going to just kind of go over my schedule for you guys so you know. I still do it this way. I know I need to get all technology and into the computer, but my head goes, no. So I want to talk about a few things that are coming up, guys. One, I have beginners and intermediate classes starting next week. A lot of people asked, hey, will you teach them again? Normally, I cut off at this time for spring because I I always think that people want to be out in the spring doing funny things or funny things, wonderful spring warm things. But you know what? Spirit told me to do it. Other people asked me to do it. So I will tell you, Intermediate Psychic Mediumship Development starts next Monday. It is online. It is at 6 p.m. It is weekly Zoom sessions with me. We have eight weekly Zoom sessions, and I send you seven weekly lessons that we talk about each week. And you, you explore the world of spirit in your own abilities. That starts next Monday. You can go to my website, dietrene.com, and you can actually sign up there. You just go to the class, click it underneath there, boom, bada bing, bada bing. It sends me a message. Then you can always send me an email if you want or a message on Facebook saying, hey, I've just joined. I've also got beginners starting back up again because some people really want beginners again. So that is next next Wednesdays, and it will be every Wednesday. Um at 7 p.m., and that these are Central Standard Time, guys. So at 7 p.m. Um, next Wednesday is when that starts. And that is really just getting you in, exploring the world, getting you to understand yourself a little bit, your abilities, your senses. Just incre incredible class. I can't even tell you how incredible the class is. So those two start next week, which is awesome. Um, and then we have, oh, the 22nd, guys, the 22nd. I need to start advertising this more. The 22nd is Spirits in the Spring. That's in Broadhead, Wisconsin. Um, Mr. Nick Sarlo and the Shadow Hunters um, are actually placing this event on. We got some amazing people. Patty Nickery's coming in. Natalie, um, Natalie Jones is coming in. Just there's so many incredible people. Um just um that are coming in for this event. I will bring up the fire next week so you guys can see and I can tell you more about it. But so many incredible people are coming in together for, a, a, you know, just an incredible Paracon that's going to be here at a very haunted location um, that I've had the, the beauty of investigating once, which I loved. And this location is awesome because one team will go through and they get the negative, heavy, heavy energy there. And then another team will go through and it's just a bunch of kids playing. You know what I mean? So it's really incredible. It's a place that you never know what it's going to give you. Um, and I've had some people that have gone through it multiple times and they're always like, it's never been, it's never been anything but light and cheery. And also one time they walk in, it's like, oh my God, what the, what the, let the dog out. So either way, guys, next week, I got another amazing guest on Maria Yates, Marie or Marie Yates, Marie Yates. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to bring up her Facebook just so I can tell you so much more about her just because I don't want to miss a, a single thing. Um, on this wonderful lady. Oh my God, why is my computer running so darn slow? It's running so darn slow. Um, so Miss Marie Yates, she's a paranormal investigator. She's a haunted survivor and speaker. She's been on the Travel Channel's Haunted Case Files. Um, she has been on reality TV for Peacock TV, Discovery TV, 
Um, God, the list is, just goes on and on. She's also the director of events for Vulture City Ghost Town, which is in Arizona. Um, she runs Vulture City Paracon every year. Um, she is the owner of Crossing Over Paranormal Society, the cops crew, um, in quotes, the cops crew. This lady is just out there doing so many incredible things for the paranormal community. And I get the honor of having her on next week. I also get the honor of being part of Vulture City Paracon in Arizona this year. Supposed to be there last year. A lot of stuff happened last year, so I couldn't get to Arizona. Um, things in, within the family that just stopped the process. But this year, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, and I will be in Arizona this year. Definitely doing that. Um, and Vulture City is, I don't know, somewhere by Phoenix or somewhere in there. I'm not sure, but I'm going to be there. Um, and going from there. So with that being said, guys, I am so happy you enjoyed the show. I'm so happy that you, you came in today. You participated. It's just been such a beautiful gem to be able to do this today. And I will see you all next week here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. Have a great day, guys. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at wltkdb.com.